Welcome back to the Black and Raw podcast. I'm your host, Tino Kuda Tondarai Vunzalbaya. I'm not going to repeat that. Here is a show creating the dialogue and the space for black men to be their most authentic selves. My guest today is Peter Chuisa. We will be talking about the mentorship program that he runs for young boys who do not have fathers in their lives. It's a really good conversation where we talk about his values, we talk about his experience and how he the growth he's done now, he's now put he's now putting back into his mentorship program and he's producing mentors for these boys and it is so it's so good. I'm sure you guys are going to love the conversation. Um, before we start, though, I just want you to do one thing for me. Yes, you listening through your headphones or in a speaker or I don't know, wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> just take a second. Pause. Breathe. Ask yourself, how are you doing? Like, just take the time out to actually think about how are you actually doing? Um, I'll leave you with a second just to think about that. All right. Cool. So hopefully you thought about how you're feeling today. Um, Hope you've got some good vibes going on. If not, I mean, you can deal with that. I'm sure you can. Um, So... Back to the regular programming with our conversation with Peter Chuisa. Um, good good afternoon, Peter. Um, welcome to the Black and Raw podcast. Um, it's really good to have you here. Thanks for having me, Tino. Welcome. <laughs> um, how's your day been? Has it been good? All right, Sam. Sam, well, I'm 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 like uh, getting used to just being indoors ever since I came here. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm guessing the weather's quite different um, from South Africa to here. Oh yes, uh, it's much better now. I I I I enjoyed a lot uh, during the winter period, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's just good. adjusting to the new environment. Yeah, no, fair enough. And how have you found adjusting to here to UK? Well, uh, honestly, it, it, I haven't seen much of it, so it, it's, <laughs> it's true. I, I, I came right at the onset of the lockdown, so I've been in lockdown all, all this while, so. Oh, uh, okay. No, that's fair <laughs> enough, yeah. I'm getting used. Pardon? I'm getting used, really, to the environment. Staying with family makes it a bit um, easier as well, because I'm staying with my sister and yeah, teenage children. Oh, Okay. So, 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 so you've got, so at least you've got other people to be interacting with and stuff. Yes. Nah. Well, that's good. Well, thank you for coming on today, Peter. Um, so, Peter, I kind of wanted to talk about um, a mentorship program that you do with. Is it just, is it just black boys um, in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, or is it kind of just all? Uh, so it doesn't quite discriminate in terms of uh, race. Uh, it's purely designed to cater for young boys growing up with absent fathers or no positive uh, male role models. Basically, that's the qualification we, we use uh, 
we find that single mothers or women in abusive relationships are have certain challenges that they face in raising men. So that's where we try and come in and help. That's basically our outlook in terms of who, who can join. And then around that is also the formative, formative age of uh, between five and 10, say that's our core sort of uh, group, but we have had uh, boys as old as 14, 16, still in, within the, the structures because once they go through the mentorship program, we don't necessarily throw them out. They, they become also in a way sort of our guides to younger boys, those that are willing to continue on the program. Okay. Because this is also a long-term mentorship program, really. Mm. It, it's not something that the boys just there for a year or we take them right from the very beginning throughout until their early teenage years. Okay, so how, um, so in terms of if we um, focus on kind of the age, how come you guys picked sort of four between 10? Was that, was there a certain reason why or? Uh, so the, the, the issue around that is that's almost like the most formative uh, age of a man. Mm. You realize that even when you look uh, at the ancient uh, sort of uh, cultures, a man becomes a man round about the age of between uh, 12 and 14. That's when they had their initiation uh, processes, which are, we can discuss in, in, in detail later on. But yeah. that's what makes a man, if you, if, if, I mean, psychologically and with professional studies, it's been proven that if a boy doesn't have like a positive male role models between the ages of five to round about 12, yeah. you could almost be assured that they're almost like damaged for life if there's no serious intervention at, at, at their later stages in life. So that's why we thought that focusing on the most vulnerable uh, group of, 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 of age group and where also the, the boy is also still teachable in, in a much more easier way it, it would help to, to, to sort of change the society that they are growing up in, which is very difficult in terms of the history, the culture. I'm not sure if you are familiar with that, that part of Africa, South Africa and Zimbabwe, there's a lot of poverty, broken families. Mm, yeah. So those are the challenges that we're trying to address in, in, in focusing on that age group. And I guess at those sort of age, like, yeah, I, I can definitely see how dealing with well no, not dealing with but having having children and boys that are around like the early ages of their life they're easier to kind of input wisdom and knowledge on because I know definitely as a teenager I wasn't the most easiest in trying to tell what <laughs> trying to tell what to do or to hear things coming from my parents um so I guess that's a good way in how you guys have captured um or kind of targeted that age group um, so it really does help them in the fur further on their lives. Yep. Um, so in terms of, in terms of the mentorship program, how is it sort of structured? So you said that they have, they kind of starts quite early and you go through throughout their whole lives. So what does that sort of look like? So the, it's, it's quite a comprehensive, uh, program that's like, based on a yearly, uh, call it a syllabus. Mm. It's a weekly, the core fit is that there's uh, some weekly interaction with the mentor. Uh, say in the afternoon, we, we normally pick like one afternoon in a week after school. 
the yeah. two hours that they spend with the mentor, they are trained on sort of four, five core values that they interact with on their day-to-day -day, uh, life that we want them to instill these values in them that it becomes their sort of character at the end of it. And what so, are these values? So, okay, I'll, I'll take you through uh, the, the list of the values. But basically, so every activity that we do with the boys is yeah. centered around reinforcing each of these values. So okay. they, they take them to their school, home. We emphasize that the way they're going to behave in the house, at school, even as a group, they, they, they have to be conscious of these values. That's how they, their characters is sort of formed in, 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 in the process. So the first... Uh, it's not really in terms of order, but I'll just list the values. Like, okay, you know, thank you. First one would be respect. So this is where we're teaching them to respect others and things that belong to other people in the same way that they want to be treated as as, as the boys. Mm. We teach them honesty and in being honest, even when it's not, it's difficult to tell the truth, they have to face it and, 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 and be honest and even when they've done something wrong, they have to own up to their mistakes. So I guess it's also kind of like integrity too. Yes. Like owning up to your mistakes and being responsible. I, I think that's very good. Mm -hmm. And then the third value that we emphasize is self-discipline. And mm. this we are teaching the boys on doing the right thing before someone tells you to do it. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for your mom or your brother to tell you to make up your bed, to wash your to brush your teeth it has to come from you that's 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 the aspect of self-discipline so again th these values are the same values that i try to live by as a grown-up man myself yeah so they're, they're quite universal in terms of the application if you're honest i mean you can get through almost any any challenge in life that's yeah very the, true that, that's the kind of experience that i'm coming from and also the mistakes that sort of prompted me to want to to help uh, younger boys is coming from the, the fact that I didn't quite have the, this this kind of tools growing up as as a young boy. So that's another big motivation that sort of pushed me to want to be uh, a mentor to young boys because I didn't have a, a man in my life at that age that I I, I ended up having a complicated uh, adulthood. Yeah. I'm still struggling with to to sort of make amends and 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 and, and fix. So I'll that's that. something we can uh, develop as we go. So the fourth one is courage. This is just to help them to face and conquer their fears. We need yeah. courage almost anything that. We <laughs> yeah, do. That's true. And and then finally, and again, an important value that we teach the young boys is kindness. This is just that they have a good heart, and out of kind kindness, I mean the world can be a much better place mm. than we see today. So basically that's the structure of uh, the values that they are taught. So I mentioned that um, at the core, that's mostly during the school terms. They meet with the mentor once a week. Uh, we try to have also like monthly meetings, twice, a, I'll, I'll say two months now, the challenges have been, uh, I'm, I'm not there, but the lockdowns also, have restricted the intensity. Yeah. The director uh, meetings with the boys, but the structure is that monthly or bi-monthly, they have a meetings of more than one group. 
a group of boys with a mentor, at most a mentor must look at only five boys. That yeah. helps be focused on just the five and build them intimately because if, if there are more than that, it becomes difficult to handle. Yeah, and so, also, so five is like a good number and yes. they can all kind of get good relationships with the mentor. Mm-hmm. And again, the nature of boys, I mean, we, we, we can relate to this naturally being men. You want to be to belong to a group of men. Yeah, so true. Build, build that kind of uh, camaraderie or sort of uh, aspect of it. If they are, they are, they are, they are grouped together as a group, they sort of belong outside yeah. the confines of home where it's just mom and the stress is that of, I mean, no, no woman, woman can be able to teach a man on, on being a man. That's, yeah, that's, true. that's the reality of life. That's also the struggles that the moms have some don't know that problem, but those that own up actually testify to the changes that we see in the boys once they enroll on the on, on the mentorship program. Their discipline changes; they become more responsible, more responsive to to whatever they they, they have to do around the home. So that's yeah. that's key to develop them in in a kind of male environment. That's that's another aspect of the mentorship there. So and the at the end of the year, we also have like uh, an annual camp where by by nature also men want to be out in the woods. So mm. do campings and fishings, swimming in the rivers. Something just to... <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what the boys really sort of aspire for. Yeah. So uh, I think... I might have missed a few things, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw them in as we discuss. But yeah. that's just overview of uh, of the program. So uh, graduation kind of around twelve or grade seven, which is like the qualifying age in primary school. So we have. So what age is that? Around like twelve, 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 thirteen. Okay, yeah. So we have what we call the rite of passage, kind of initiation ceremony where you are almost like graduating from being a young boy to to becoming a, a man so, yeah. I mean, yeah so in the traditional or cultural aspect in, you can go uh almost in any culture there was yeah. always this process of initiating a boy into a man yeah true told by older men on how to become a full fully grown man so you are ready to start your own family from that point so it's it's, it's it's some everything that we try to integrate is is centered around um processes that have been time tested yeah. from the bible from our traditional cultures um, i mean coming from africa these are what are sort of form the core men a disjoint from that is also probably what's responsible for all the challenges that other men are facing you had to be initiated to become a man. Yeah, sort of like a Summer. rite of passage. Yes, that's that's yeah. correct. That, that's how we structure the program. Okay, that I mean that sounds really good, and I think it can't be, um, it can't be like mistake, not mistaken. Like the influence of a father on a boy is a very, it's a very real and a very important thing in terms of a boy's development. Um, and obviously, like the single mothers, they they do the best that they can, um, mm-hmm. but there's something that you can't you can't replicate. Um, 
So I think it's really good in what you guys are giving these boys in terms of like ha having a father figure. Um, do you want, are you, I heard you said that you didn't really have that sort of experience growing up and maybe that's kind of what has influenced why you started the program. Would you, uh, are you able to go, go into that? All right, uh, so, um, I mean, uh, I grew up mostly with my, my grandfather, sorry, grandfather and grandmother um, from a very young age because my mom had me when she was very young as well. So yeah. my mother took custody of me initially and my father was not in the picture at that stage. Mm. So I only got to know of my father when I was 10. That's when he appeared on the scene. Uh, the complication that came out of that is I didn't quite relate with him well for most of the, 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 the stages that I stayed with him because he was, he struck me mostly as a very authoritarian man. Yeah. He was there to provide and, and enforce the, the I mean, it was a, the rules. He was a very strict father. There was no really uh, a direct contact with him as well. So that mm -hmm. sort of didn't uh, provide for me the guidance that I yearned for as a young man the other aspect of a young boy is you want to have a male figure that you look up to as your hero. Kind yeah, of. definitely. Obviously, I'm not sure about your own circumstances, but if you have grown up with a male figure, you can almost... It's, it's natural. It's something that you can't explain. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have it... If, if you didn't have that, the, it might not be packaged to explain it in words, but the effects of that... Uh, are very clear to see in your own life progression. So yeah, this is what happened. So I had to be very compliant to, to my strict father. Yeah. Just to survive that, that stage of my life. So freedom for me came when I, I was able to leave home for varsity. Oh, okay. Varsity, what's varsity? Is it university? University, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, no, that's fine. At, at that stage, I didn't handle that freedom well. Yeah. So going to then meant I had my own money, I had my own. I, no one was going to. I was, I was, I was not comparable to anyone. Yeah. So instead of focusing on my studies, I then focused on the freedom that came with university, drinking, drinking mostly. Yeah. And just so, just, just being out. Yes. So that's. That's also remember the stage that a man would have been initiated. So if you are not initiated by elder and wiser men, yeah. you sort of self-initiate among your own peers. So my gang was the gang that hang, hang out at the bars most of yeah. the time. That also meant I couldn't cope with my studies well and I had to quit my studies and find a job so I can survive. Oh, That's what okay. happened. And Having a job also meant I was independent. I was earning a good salary. Uh, I had a good job, actually. I was an air traffic controller initially when I quit Varsity, and then I shifted to IT much later on in my life when I got oh, okay. And even by the time that I got married, I really didn't know what it meant to be a husband apart from paying the price. That's yeah. Culture. So eventually, I didn't cope in the marriage, and I ended up divorcing. Oh, okay. So after that process, that's when I started uh, this journey of recovery uh, and sort of self-discovery that has lent me 
led me to a place where I now realize that if you don't get that guidance early on early in life, on, yeah. you're be bound to be lost. So this that's been like a journey that I can say it's almost this is like 12 years of serious recovery, immense group in spiritual practices. So mm. the kind of experience. So when, when someone is talking about alcoholism, I mean, I've, I've, I've gone through all that. I don't, I haven't, well, not that drinking is bad, but I quit drinking like 12 years now. Yeah. Alcohol since that time. And my life is sort of changed completely from, from mm. where I was. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a completely different person. So the, it's, it's, it's those experiences that I, I think can help another young man stuck where I was before, because there are still many boys growing under the same circumstances that I grew up in. And the fact that I'm still alive today is, is purely by the grace of God. Yeah. Some of my drinking partners are long dead because mm. of the lifestyle that we led then. And so all that is, is something that motivates me to to want to pass on the lessons that I've learned. The younger to generation. Younger. I mean, I, I know that there are even men my age who on the outside seem to be coping. But on the inside. On the inside, it's, it's, it's another story. So that's, yeah. that's the journey. And I think yeah. I think we're very good at putting up a front and sort of mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, no, I'm, everything's okay on that on the outside, but then on the inside, you're you're sad or you're depressed or like things are just not going well for you and your mental health suffers. Um, so I mean, it's it's thank you for sharing that um, about your experiences growing up. And it's honestly like, yeah, your your father will literally be like your hero like even if like no matter what like as a child you kind of look up to your father um so i think like how your father in like interacts with you as well um it really does kind of like influence your behavior so just to add to that as well in the process of of my journey in recovery and finding myself spiritually as well Mm. i've really managed to sort of uh, mend bridges with my past relationships, whether my mother, my father, everyone around me, even my ex-wife were quite in, in, in a very civil and decent relationship because of the men that I've become. Yeah. So when I look back, I realized that my father could only give me what he had. What he knew, yeah. So there's, I, I, don't, I don't blame him for what I went through. I had to go through what I did to be where I am today. So it's, it's not even by accident. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the things that I've done that I would not be proud of, but I don't shut the door on them or, or pretend about them or lie about them mm. because they're the most val- valuable lessons of my life. And I think the one thing that I've also discovered on this journey is that is it, finding my own understanding of God, which I didn't have yeah. going out. I mean, I, I, I was brought up in a very strict Catholic environment, but I didn't relate with that aspect of, 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 of God. I yeah. discovered a, a different God that I can relate to. And have a relationship Not, with. I can relate to God, but I, I, I have a new, completely new uh, relationship with God, which I almost define by the experiences of my life rather than claiming to know who God is, I, yeah. I think it's beyond our human capacity, but that relationship is, is, is what sort of directs 
most of what I, I try and do now. So I'm, I've, I've moved from a place of self-propulsion or mm. that self-driven man to, to, to believe that God handles my affairs much better than I, I could on my own. But that's a bit sort of counterintuitive to what the modern man or the progressive man is taught today because how we measure success and all these other things it's quite different from a, the place that I am in today, but I'm not worried yeah. about this because I think I've, 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 I've done my, my cycle on, on all that. And I think you owning your story um, shows one of those values of um, what we're saying in terms of integrity that you kind mm-hmm. of own, you own what you own, how you, how you were and how you are. And now that the person you're becoming, you're then teaching to other younger boys um and which is good because i feel like if if somebody is trying to teach you something and they're not living that life or they're not like at least trying to then it can come across like it can come across like kind of hypocritical and i know sometimes young boys can really pick up on that and will switch off so i think the growing that you've done is is amazing and that i'm glad that you were able to kind of put that back into younger children well thanks for that so yeah it's it's, it's a lot of uh, work really that uh we we, we, we it's not easy but eventually mm. i mean we build muscles by exercising so that's that, that's part of the journey and so for me that's that's just been the process and i'm i'm actually very motivated by where you're starting from at your younger age not not very many young people in, in your age group, I'm sure you could testify, have the same vision that you are having now because <laughs> differently, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with what you're yeah. doing. No, I mean, it's, 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 also, it's also just came from um, a journey of myself as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think it's really good that, um, I think young boys need to be able to be able to navigate growing up in this world because the world now, is completely different to how you grew up in, how my dad grew up in, even how I grew up in, like younger boys coming up now are facing challenges in which I I didn't face or even just social media and how mm-hmm. that kind of affects boys' images. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just important um, to, know, to know that. Um, in terms of so you said that there are some challenges like what 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 are some of the sort of the challenges that you face when kind of trying to mold sort of these boys into becoming men uh well it's it's not so much in terms of uh you mean in terms of the mentorship program or just uh life challenges? um maybe some of the life challenges um that they kind of are going through in which you in kind of the program sort of helps so uh, basically, I think I spoke about things like uh, where, where I'm coming from, the issues of uh, poverty, really. Yeah. Single mothers struggling in, in an environment that's really not quite conducive. I mean, we, women, because of patriarchy, their opportunities have always been limited to what the men had before. Mm. And the fact that a man who have a, a, a child with a woman and then leave the woman to fend for the child on their own that's very common in, 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 in places like South Africa where men don't really take responsibilities. But if when you look at it, it's the same cycle that 
the father's father was not there for him. So he yeah. doesn't know. So he, he just goes around making women pregnant, pregnant, and then he doesn't care about what happens after that. Yeah. Again, the boys growing up under such difficult conditions find other mechanisms of trying to survive. They are quickly introduced to drugs, alcohol abuse. It becomes very difficult uh, in terms of disciplining them, but eventually they come around because what's natural with us, just as in animal behavior, if there's a strong and positive male figure in your life, you tend to comply. This Mm. is also coming from a place of the understanding that the love that we get from our mothers normally as human beings is unconditional. Yeah, definitely. That's the nature of life, even in, in the animal kingdom as well. But our father's love mostly is, is, is conditional. You have to sort of earn it or deserve it. Yeah. That, that's why men are, can easily walk away because they are not, their love is not as unconditional as, 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 as the love that we get from, from our mothers. Men are just there mostly to help us uh, form our identity and build our own boundaries if they're good men. Yeah. If, if get that positive male role model in your life, it's always going to be difficult to, to define your own boundaries or to have your own strong value system. Mm. That's, a, that's why you then can fall for anything at the yeah. end of the day. So yeah, so, and obviously not all men, but like it's something that you've seen um, mm-hmm. in working in the boys that you're working with. Yes. So, so you, you also realize that there's a lot of uh, abuse that, these boys face because sometimes moms don't know how to handle their emotions. Sometimes they get physical abuse or they see their father beating up their mother. Mm. All those traumas that they have to deal with, it's, it's, it's quite an involved process to manage. And then we also have then the, the program, there are professional psychologists, child psychologists, okay. and, and give counseling where it's necessary. And sometimes there have been instances where we've had to call in the police to intervene or okay. find, find alternative uh, accommodation for, for the boys because they would have realized that their home environment is, 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 is mm. not any good for them to sort of be rehabilitated. And so, I, mm-hmm, sure. I, was, I was just, and I guess some of the trauma that they see as well, um, mm-hmm. it can have a real effect on them without them really knowing how much of an effect it has? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think it's also coming from that place you mentioned that we are cultured to say that as a, as a Black African man, you have to be strong, you have to be powerful. Mm, yeah. So you, you really don't have an outlet of that anger and pain that you feel as a very young boy. Mm. The danger with that, you see an old man like me then sort of uh, throwing out that anger in the wrong places. Yeah. That then create more and more problems. And that cycle is very difficult to break until we uh, we try as much as we can to address it at a very young age. I can tell you, like in South Africa, the backlog of young boys wanting to on the mentorship program is overwhelming. I think it's more than 2,000 now. Oh, wow. But it cannot be taken on the program. The challenge is that there are not also enough 
men coming through to be mentors. To be mentors, yeah. The men are trained on a voluntary basis. You have to give out, give up your time to to help the young boys. So it's also very difficult to find uh, men willing to help other men. Yeah. I'm not sure in, in your own experiences, uh, how you guys uh, sort of find support from older men, be it your dads or your uncles. Do you guys in this environment have that structure? Some that's um, so I. I guess it does. I really, I guess it does really depend on an individual basis. Um, like, like my dad offers me quite um, some good support and my brother has, like, he has me and my dad. Um, mm-hmm. So he's kind of got two older men. Um, and our, we don't have, our grandfathers have both died on each side. So there's not much support coming from that side. But um, I think also peer support as well. Um mm-hmm is is really inf- is really influential um yeah that's yeah those are kind of say in terms of like maybe like in the uk that we, we have the support of our fathers but then even um but then it's, it's like i said it's on an individual basis because i think society is becoming a lot more individualistic like everyone is a lot more isolated and kind of sticks to their own so mm-hmm. i don't know what it's like um for boys that maybe don't have their fathers around um and where they get that support from uh maybe i could i'm I'm asking so i get a clarity on where you guys are but from your peers like the 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 group of men that 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 were on the call that you had the last time yeah your friends people from church your associates uh do you most of you guys have uh are you staying with your dads or your uncles? What's what's the kind of scenario? Um, so some of so um, so there was about two weeks ago the first Black and Raw talk, um, and kind of the boys, some of the boys from there, um, like I don't know every, I didn't know everyone's situation, but some 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 dads are do are around and they provide support. Um, others do go to church, and when I used to go to church, um. We did have our youth. We did have have our youth leaders, and some of them were men. Some of them were also black men as well, um, because I went to a mainly a, a white church. Um, mm-hmm. But we there were the black male leaders, and I I actually got along with I actually got along with some of them well. And one of the leaders, he was he wasn't he wasn't black, but um, his name was Pastor Rich, and he had a really big influence on me. Um, and he was just somebody which I knew I could go to at any time, really. Um, so I think there are, like, in terms of, like, church church provides um, those sort of other father figures. And then you've also got uncle, like, I've, I've got plenty of uncles as well. Um, <laughs> um, um. So they all kind of provide supports as well. Um, if, I, if I needed it, if I, if I knew if I could, if I wanted to reach out that they would probably be there to support. And I'm sure some of the other boys that were on the talk as well have those kind of support systems. So you 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 will see that this is the other paradox of life that it, it'll probably take someone who's kind of walk or already in a better situation to, 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 to need more of that. I, I, I don't know the statistics really, but uh, There'll be a lot more boy, young men in your age group 
that don't have those uh, proof role models, mm. father figures, and how then they try and cope with life is sort of self-initiate or group initiate. Like I was saying, you tend to drugs, your friends, you try and figure it out on your yeah, own. Yeah, on your own, yeah. But without that time sort of tested wisdom from from older men who have gone through the the stages of development, we've made the mistakes and 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 and, and found there before you, yeah. It's difficult to chart your own way, which which is sort of what I ended up doing in for myself to sort of figure it out and then reorient my my whole life journey. Uh, so I think uh, I did mention at some point um, the issue around the archetypes of men, something we can discuss around the other question you had for me. I think you mentioned uh, the Iron John story. But oh, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll let you lead the conversation so we can uh, discuss that if it's something that um, you want to discuss yeah, about. Yeah, no, so, um, also, yeah, no, so in terms of your program is influenced by a book by, um, by Iron John. Um, and I'd, I'd read some of it and then I'd also seen a video on it. And I thought it was really interesting in terms of, um, I mean, you'd probably be able to explain it better, but in terms of the boy that has to accept responsibility for his actions and that you can't no more rely upon like his mother and his father to kind of, or if he does, he kind of represses and goes back, backwards instead of forwards. Um, so how So how do you kind of, how, like how have you kind of integrated that um and i'm sure you'll be able to explain the story better than i can <laughs> no it's, it's, it's all good so the, the the story around iron john is, is purely like uh folklore yeah it, it's not really so much linked to the mentorship program because the mentorship program that i run for younger boys is purely around the five core the values five, okay yeah yeah the story of Iron John is most likely today used by grown-up men like myself in their men's group. Yeah. In, in dealing with the traumas of the past that you've mentioned. Mm. So you will see that almost every man carries what you call your father and your mother sort of uh, traumas. Yeah, the sort of, I guess... Whether it's, sorry, carry on. It, it would come from shame, father shame, mother mm. shame, mother rejection or father rejection, just depending on how you were raised. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter whether your father was there or not there. He's got his own issues. He's only trying his best. To mm. So out of that, you carry some traumas throughout your life. Scientifically, I think uh, I read this some, 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 some time ago. Suppose your someone's grandmother was raped. Yeah. It can actually affect them at some latest, like from your grandmother. She, she would carry that trauma in, in her genes and it's passed on to you. Mm. It would have an effect on, on you. Yeah. So things are quite intense and, and science, I think, is proving more and more in, the, in helping in, in terms of how we deal with this. So in the men's groups, uh, where I sort of also learned this Iron John story myself, it, it, it's, it's taking you back to your, as far back as I could go in my case, like I could remember as far back as I was, when I was maybe three, four, 
what I was going through with my grandmother, with my grandfather, all those traumas, I, I, I then have to deal with them step by step to the point that I feel I've rediscovered that inner child, that innocence that I had to, to destroy so that I could survive the environment that I, I grew up in. Yeah. So at a certain age, a child is forced to lose their innocence. Mm. So once that's lost, life becomes... You grow, you else. kind of grow up, I guess. Like, you kind of have to... So the, the idea then of, of becoming an integrated man was like, call them the... I mean, we like this language of king. Uh, you want to be a king. It's, it's integrating all those aspects of being a man, which yeah. is... The story of the archetypes. I think I've. I'm not, I don't think I've mentioned this now, but this is what every other men's group uh, revolves around. I will explain if, if it's not coming clear. Just let me know. So you have your they call the warrior energy, your lover, the magician, and the king. Oh, I so think those, I've seen this. I've seen something about this recently. Actually, carry on. Yeah. Oh yes. So the, 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 those are the sort of four cores of any man. Mm. You have that may, maybe in, in different energies. So the, the idea of becoming a fully integrated man is to embrace all of them oh, in, in health, health doses. Mm. I, I know perhaps depending on, on, on where you're coming from, some of the terms sound a bit... Uh, Okay, what is a magician? What is a warrior? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think I think a lover is quite simple, and a king is quite understandable. But mm. I guess a magician. Yeah. W w so, what do you mean by that? If you, you can go into a bit. So your your magician energy is just something that's almost like um, your instinct. Really. Mm, okay. Our, our our greatest undoing, really, even from. From, from religion or science or is that we 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 are too much heady mm, yeah we think in our heads too much yeah we, we, we try to to live off, or we think we can live life in the head mm. but that's the, the the worst place to be in in, in in most of reality of life if if, if you are just heady and no without heart which is your lover yeah life might turn out to be a bit overwhelming for you. So the the the, the magician is just that uh, that power in you to be able to feel. Mm. It's combined with your lover energy as well, which is your your kindness, or you can express it intimately, whether it's between the sexes. But that's just a caricature of 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 of, of what then must be balanced in a man. Yeah. There's also there's the positive and negative of, 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 of either side. I don't know if we, we might not have enough time to go through all the, 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 the processes, but some that we can develop maybe later on. So yeah. uh, the other one, the warrior really is, is, it can be expressed as your, obviously perhaps is the most one that we, 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 that we, we see a lot. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps sometimes in the most negative uh, mm. side, the warrior energy where it's 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 positive is where you, you you're controlling your emotions, your yeah. animal is, is under control. So you can almost like even when you are angry, instead of punching your girlfriend, you can go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. You then, you, you have healthy yeah, ways of dealing with it. And so that's that's just how it's uh 
is sort of interpreted there. Mm. So basically, the king, in, in essence, is a combination of all those, like holding together all, all those energies. Uh, again, the other wisdom that I, of life that I've learned is we carry all these things in 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 in, in certain measures, whether mm. we don't want to or not. Uh, the Iron John story, actually, that you mentioned. Remember the Iron John, that monster. Yeah. Not that outside that young boy. It's it's, it's a caricature of his inner instincts. Is that darker side? Call it. That is just trying to tame and deal with. So the relationship that has to be built into a positive and healthy relationship is between your young child and your call it your inner your... inner monster if you want or your yes, so, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's it's coming up with that balance. I think mm. most of the time we we are sometimes taught wrongly that we should we should dump or hide that dark side, but there's always a way that it tries to express itself if you don't relate to it with in a in a positive way. Mm. So all these other men's books that have been into it's trying to integrate those energies so that you then express your king energy in a more positive way yeah i can almost, I can almost uh say that most of the challenges that we face even in politics and economics it's just that king energy coming out wrongly so yeah, definitely a negative king becomes your tyranny mm. your negative warrior is is a dictator or who just wants to be a hero. Yeah. Oh. And unfortunately, that's the world that we are sort of cultured into. We believe that we we have to be on top of everyone or everything. But real control really is not controlling other people. It's controlling yourself. Yeah, definitely. That, that's real power. Once you can control emo- your emotions, your fears, you are a much, much uh, more integrated man than someone who... who Perhaps uh, call the army on the next country to to take over power. Or <laughs> I mean, we've definitely seen Iraq is definitely a version of men yeah. not embracing their king and using it wrongly. Um, so, so yeah, no, I I've, I think that's that is such a a good insight as well um, into how it can be kind of twisted. And knowing how to, and yeah, like how to, how to control our emotions. Not that we don't show them, but that mm. we're able to deal with them in healthy ways. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes, which is which is just so good. So yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's all that for me. Then that experience that I then try and integrate and share with other men or younger boys and then so that's where i also had a bit of questions in terms of your own vision how mm. you guys are, are looking at the issues the challenges that you've mentioned that uh, you you face in in this kind of environment that you find yourself in because ultimately i think it doesn't matter really uh where you're coming from once you integrate those you, you're bound to handle most of the life challenges in a much better way than yeah how to maybe deal with their anger or they don't have a clearly defined uh, identity of themselves. Mm. You can always maybe try to identify with the crowds or with the gangs in that you almost like lose yourself. Yeah, definitely. And like when you, I guess when you have your own like strong sense of identity, no one can kind of 
put their version onto you um yeah. and you kind of you stay authentic to who you are um which is which i think which you need i think you need in a world now where you can literally just experience everything and anything with the touch of a phone or like loads of things that are influencing your brain all the time um and influencing your identity correct and you you also realize that these uh kind of things ex- express themselves in our addictions today mm. addicted to drugs we're addicted to gadgets i mean they, they, they take something from you and at the end of the day you you, you lose yourself and yeah of these are uh, issues of even ch- children now are committing suicides there's a lot of uh Yeah. it happened because of 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 men not having been developed into into mm. better men than other men because we've sort of uh, subcontracted the the work of bringing up good men to women or other ideas that are really don't work for men because you need a strong man to become a good man in your yeah, life yeah definitely so you you can then perhaps try and get that in sport in alcohol in women in drugs but it it's, it's it always doesn't work and you're just you're trying to feel you end up trying to feel something like to end up feeling a void or feeling like to try and avoid a feeling um and i think we have to be able to be like brave enough and like open enough to like highlight what what it is um mm. and why we are maybe feeling in a certain way or why we need to um why we need to console ourselves um yeah so i it's it, yeah it's, it's it's i think it's also hard for some men um i definitely know for like for me sometimes it's like it's hard to identify where you need to kind of where your kind of trauma is or where your kind of vulnerabilities are mm-hmm. um because it's scary like thinking about those sort of things about yourself and it takes like and we haven't been taught how to do it um which yeah yeah and so yeah now i think we haven't been taught how to do it so i think this is the work that uh all men have to do in terms of addressing their addictions their traumas it's, it's a structure that can be built into any kind of uh men's gathering depending on how you want to do it so uh something perhaps we can discuss and develop further is 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 we interact in the future I, i wanted to share with you what has also been my journey in 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 self integrating and learning from other mature and yeah my own teachers uh like spiritual teachers there are five core lessons in life that 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 sort of um qualify once you can have a grasp of that it's it's, it's a lot easier to integrate your manhood you mm. you almost like on on the journey to becoming a sovereign kind of king yeah they sound a bit contradictory but i'll, I'll just try and explain a bit what 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 that, that really means no, so fine. the first the first that lesson that one has to learn uh, hopefully i can i can i can recollect all of them was it something that i've done also extensively mm. the first lesson that so remember uh, the the mentorship program of that that i run is basically to prepare the, the young boys to become men 
but you become a man at that point that you are initiated into manhood. Yeah. So this, this is almost the point that then those men like best uh, young men in your in your age group or maybe younger than you in high school getting into life really. There are core lessons that you must learn about life. And the first one is that life is hard. Mm, yeah, definitely. As a young boy, you almost have it on, on, the, on a platter. Mom has to provide for anything. You cry, she jumps. But the, the, the core lesson that a man must learn is that life is hard. It is basically how to handle pain. Yeah. You know, challenges in life. One day you, you also be a, de- a dad and your child is perhaps drifting into drugs or into gangs. How do you handle that pain? Yeah. The, the, the essence of that is we, you are taught how to transform your pain into something more like you're saying, how do you, do you deal with addictions? Yeah. So you have to dig as deep as you can and, and face those, those challenges and, and confront them. That's then you become a transformed person because they actually say, if we don't transform our pain, we transmit it to others. And mm. it's very true. Yeah, I, very I, true. I that, that, that was perhaps at some point verbally abusing my wife because I didn't know how to deal with my own pain of growing up. Yeah. The time that I was married until I, until a point that I started learning and, and, and trying how to, to do it. make amends, but unfortunately it was a bit late for that. So the second lesson of life is you are not that important. <laughs> and that's a hard one for some people to swallow. <laughs> but these are the tough lessons that a man has to learn. Yeah. This teaches the man to respect nature. Mm. See, see how COVID changed the world. Yeah, all definitely. This, um, we are still stuck in, 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 in because of a very small thing that we can't even see. Yeah. As, as human, that we are not that important. It's, it's an ego deflation process that we have to manage our egos correctly. Otherwise, you blow the whole world. So it's, yeah, it's like definitely. In, in how we relate to, with others. And that also forms uh, our process of finding God. Mm. If you don't believe in God, at least believe that there's something bigger than you. To bigger than yourself, yeah. If, if you still don't believe in that, I can almost assure you, you are doomed, really. You. <laughs> I think there's um, I think there's even a lot of there's a lot of research which compares people that believe in like a higher power, or not necessarily God, but something bigger than themselves, and they actually live longer, um, which is very fascinating how that works. But I mean, we're not here to discuss about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> But these are the hard uh, life lessons that I thought I could share with you. Uh, I think the other one says, your life is not just about you. Mm. So just to, again, reorient your ego, find find, find meaning, find purpose. It's, it's, it's define your spirituality. What What's bigger than you? Yeah. What, 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 why are you here? Those are the questions that you start answering and then you... You almost find purpose in that in almost always really yeah and I, I think just to add add on to that when you when you, you kind of see you kind of see some powerful men that don't believe in like things that are like bigger than them 
in like i mean one example might be trump in that he doesn't believe in global warming and it's like well there's a there's a few things which you know states what why it's happening um but you then just see how your actions then then affect those bigger things that are things that are bigger than us mm. so again when you look back into that it goes back to those fundamental issues of your childhood mm you have a, an, an integrated man becoming president of the most powerful nation on earth they are going to abuse power yeah so part of this process to show you that unless you, you you've experienced powerlessness you always abuse power mm. you need to know that you don't control the world yeah so the, the fourth lesson that i've learned is that you are not in control mm. no matter how you think you you life you. life will humble you at some point <laughs> yes true so i have i've 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 been there and i i'm not exactly what i'm what i'm talking about in terms of i, I at some point i think in my mid 20s 30s I, i i couldn't even imagine what pain was what 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 lake was yeah i i, I thought i had it all figured out but no. life is a way of 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 humbling you in in that aspect mm. yeah no i think I, yeah life that de- life definitely can humble you in ways that we like we don't even know um it's very it's very odd how some things just work um kind of on a different sort of level um but so what was the fifth what's the fifth one then oh uh, the fifth one is that you are going to die <laughs> thank you for telling me that <laughs> <laughs> so you you realize that for most what we do in life and and unconsciously or consciously we are simply trying to avoid death mm yeah definitely but death and life are a one thing mm so that until you come to that reality of 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 understanding that you cannot separate life and death because they are that they are twins they go together yeah they're in tandem you then start seeing life differently and 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 perhaps realizing that you you, you are not here for, i mean we live i mean humanly we are our lives are very short in terms of eternity we yeah, life is coming so I think there's a verse uh, I'm I'm not quite 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 honestly I'm, I'm not quite good in terms of the bible in terms of <laughs> no that's fine but uh, I I I can't call some Jesus says that whoever wants to save their life uh will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it yeah so the moment that you have something bigger than yourself you are not scared of dying and then that's actually when you realize that you actually don't die after all mm. but you are simply avoiding death, death. because you you've never lived until yeah. you found something bigger than yourself you almost just want to exist and 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 build mansions or become a billionaire but even of it's yes, yeah you, like you you, you sorry I was just, you don't also you don't go to the grave with those things like those things stay and you go but like if you kind of leave like a legacy or just even anyone that you just kind of 
help you have done you've done something that's going to outlast your your entire life so you will find that in most cases these are the core lessons that even the initiation journeys in the past were trying to teach men mm. through pain mostly that's why they to be circumcised yeah. and in that process circumcised you are in pain you are vulnerable the elder men are teaching you the life lessons you don't beat up your wife you don't kill you don't steal yeah. while at least you are feeling the pain in your body because that's the only way we can learn obviously we don't have those now but we we have to figure out ways of new incorporating ways, yeah. these lessons in 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 men so we become better men as 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 as, as, as humanity definitely because all the problems that we face are caused by men not accepting these realities of life yeah so no that's yeah. um sorry what were you going to say so uh, that's that's basically the five core lessons that I want to share with you apart from what we teach in terms of mentoring young boys because if you are taught that you are going to die at 5 i think it's not going to motivate you <laughs> yeah that's true um but um so i'll just kind of ask one final question and i think you've kind of answered it in terms of those five things that you just talked about but um it's kind of something in which as like as i'm going to go through with the podcast and kind of i think i'm going to ask each guest um if so if you kind of think if you kind of think to the future even now to be honest with you and some black boys trying to explore their masculinity and kind of figure out what it means to be their kind of authentic self um their authentic man their authentic like black identity what do you think the conversation that we've just had um or something that you personally have experienced how do you think that can add to an understanding of black masculinity i think what is core for us um is to first understand who we are Mm. and that that needs us to go as far back as we can from where we're coming from yeah the challenge that i can this is me guessing or speculating is that perhaps a uh, black man like yourself growing up in this environment having uh, your parents having migrated here sort of uproots you from your background mm you probably belong here more than where you're coming from but the people here will not accept you as <laughs> yeah so you almost like don't belong anyway mm. but so what i think a good starting point for in my own context as african context is to try and understand as much as i can my background not yeah. sort of throw it away completely there are a lot of positive lessons that are coming out of africa that even the 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 european men that i sit with in 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 men's groups today mm. are going to africa to try and learn how to become a man yeah but we put all that away because we thought it was not civilized so yeah the starting point i think is identity where possible your father is still there how much do you know about your grandfathers how much do you know about your background where you come from what sort of people they were what they believed in Christianity is 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 good for our spiritual needs but our 
our mind, our soul belongs somewhere. It was just as Jesus yeah. was a Jew. Jesus was not a Christian. He was a very Jew. Mm. His culture was Jew and he followed the Jewish tradition. His, all his, his ministry was, was based on, on, on his, his, his Jewish background. Yeah. So we will not be able to become Jews. <laughs> there, are, there are valuable lessons that Christianity teaches us as a global sort of religion. So until we, we know who we are, it's always going to be difficult, even for the next person, they will always run over us. So I think as, as a good starting point for me, for Black young men is, let's try as much as we can to integrate our identity and learn from our own background, what, what it means to be, to be who we are. That mm. way we can also learn from other people, but we, we've got a starting point. Yeah. Unless you can completely dump your, your background and become a completely, but, but black is black. White. Yeah. I don't, so, think, I don't think you can, to be honest with you either. So that, that, that's the challenge. But at the core of it, again, when you look at it, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was just meditating about our conversation. Mm. We are human. Yeah. That, that's what defines us. And that's, that's the givenness of God. Yeah. In my own understanding. Uh, the, the color on the outside, really, when you look at it, it's, it's just used by an integrated man to oppress the next man. But once you've embraced your coreness of being human, it's even very difficult to oppress because you know who you are. Mm. See how God does does this. Our blood, never mind what color skin you are, is 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 red. Yeah, definitely. White men doesn't bleed blue blood, no matter how. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. That's the givenness of God. But we need to be strong and 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 face that reality that we, if we stand on our own, uh, sort of culture and where where we come coming from we are better placed to face any, any life challenges because we know who we are. So you're not going to be defined by stereotypes. Yeah. And the I core think, values are the same, really. Yeah. And, and I mean, that that is, yeah, that's that's just powerful. <laughs> I think that's the only way that I can explain it because, yeah, once you know, once you start to know yourself and start to know your identity, it doesn't matter what other people say about you. Um but Peter, um, thank you very much um, for coming onto the Black and Raw podcast. Um, it has been really good having you here, and I've honestly loved this conversation so much. Like this could easily be a conversation that goes on for two, three hours. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much for coming, and I hope you have a lovely day. Thanks for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it too, and hopefully we can regroup some other time. No, I mean, we definitely will. All right. That was a great conversation, wasn't it? Peter, honestly, thank you so much. Um, as I said at the end, we could have talked for hours. <laughs> um, I think conversations like these can just easy, easily be be hours. Um, sitting outside with your friends, having a drink or something like that, and just talking about life. Um, but... I think it's really important, um, the conversation that we just had, has helped me also reflect on the role models in my life, 
um, earlier in the podcast, in the episode, I said um, Pastor Rich, even though that's not his name. His name was Richard Louis. Don't know if I should have said that, but it's fine. I'm sure he, if he's listening, hey Rich, how you doing? Um, thank you for being a positive influence in my life. Um, but yeah, even if it just comes from an unexpected source, um, it doesn't have to be your father. It doesn't have to be someone that's related to you. Or it could be an uncle or grandfather. Um, I think it is important to stress that the role of a father or role of a man in a young boy's life or just a boy's life is so influential. Um, and I'm glad that we had this conversation and that we can shed some light on that. Um, if this conversation added value to you, um, please share it. Share it with a friend that you think might need to hear this conversation or just share it on your social media so more people can listen. Um, tag me at Black and Raw on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Raw with two W's. And um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, um, speak at blackandraw.co.uk. Um, if you know any guests that I can speak to, that'd be awesome. Send them my way. Um, if you know any topics that we that you want us to cover, I'm talking about us like there's other people here. It's only just me doing this <laughs> currently. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much. Um, stay blessed. And we'll talk next week.